This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing some unique ways to increase your retirement income. And we're going to do that by exploring how the different types of income are taxed in Canada. You'd think they're all the same, wouldn't you? You actually would. You would think that all different sources of income are taxed at whatever the average tax rate is. If you go back into our past, long time ago, we were both bartenders, right? We were both bartenders. In fact, we were both bartenders at the same bar. And you'd get two types of income at that time, correct? Well, you had your pay, which was measly. I don't know whether it was $7 or $8 an hour, less all the taxes and less all the contributions to CPP and unemployment. And then you had tips. You used to like tips. We averaged even back then, and that was a long time ago. We're looking at, you know, 40 years ago, close to. We were a good night. It was $200 in cash. Yeah. And there was nothing taken off. <laughs> there, was, there was no deductions for a CPP. There was no, no benefits taken off it. It was uh, no tax taken off at source. It was just uh, money in your hand to spend. So we got to know very early there's, there's different types of incomes that get treated very differently. So we're going to move away from that, those tip income and look at, you know, types of income that Canadians are used to receiving. And we're going to do a comparison. We'll start with $100,000 of income just to keep it really easy. So $100,000 of income. We're going to assume that the investor lives in Canada and specifically they're in Ontario. So Ontario has the highest marginal tax rate. And if you've earned $100,000 of income, you're moving pretty close to that top marginal tax rate. If you're in other parts of the country, I apologize. If you're in Alberta, you're going to pay quite a bit less in tax. Um, If you're in Quebec, you're going to pay a little bit more in tax as the top marginal rate. Well, no need to apologize to people in Alberta. (laughs) They pay a lot less tax than us. (laughs) They certainly do. So Mike, let's start with capital gains. We have $100,000 worth of capital gains that have been declared. Maybe we sold a property. Maybe we sold a a stock that had done extremely well, or maybe we sold a mutual fund. So first of all, with capital gains, remember, you're only taxed on the gain. Some people get very confused and say, if I take money out of account, you know, if I take $500,000 out of an account, I'm going to pay tax on the $500,000. They begin to think of it as an RSP withdrawal. If you took $500,000 and your adjusted cost base was $400,000, you have incurred a $100,000 capital gain. So on that $100,000 you made, in the rules in Canada, 50% of that is taxable as income. So... So we're 50% of that is tax, so $50,000. And if we're using 53.2% top marginal rate, that's $26,600 in taxes to the government. What are we left with after tax? 73400 Okay, so we've given up almost a quarter of our, of our income to taxes. Not quite as good as tips. Nope, not quite as good as tips, definitely. But still not terrible. A lot of Canadian investors love dividends. And let's go through why are dividends 
so favorable for investors? Dividends, again, at a lower lower tax rate. There are some anomalies in the Tax Act where dividends are very favorable if you're not making a lot of money. So the tax rate in dividends is a very variable one. But let's go up to the top, even if you're in the top marginal bracket. If you have dividends uh, income, you're taxed at about 39.34% in the top uh, tax rate. So we had $100,000. We're giving up $39,340 to taxes which leaves us with $60,660. Not quite as good as a capital gain, but not bad. But not bad. Let's now go to the third level of income. And this is a very broad category. It includes interest income that may come from a GIC or money market account. It includes salary. It includes rental income from a rental property, real estate property. The $100,000, how is it taxed, Mike? Straight at your tax bracket. So if you're in a 53.2% tax bracket, you're going to pay $53,200 in tax on that $100,000 of income. So that leaves you only $46,800? You have less than the government gets. So hold it. Just I just want to confirm that again. The government made $53,200 for all the work that I did, and I made $46,800. That's how it works. So I'm getting... Not just half, I'm getting far less than half. Yeah. And remember, we're talking, this is GIC interest. This is uh, any type of government bond interest, any type of bond interest, any type of direct rental income. Rental income, sometimes you can have write-offs against, which may help a bit against that tax bracket, but your net income off the rentals, that's what you're going to pay uh, tax on. And when we look at rental income, it is very attractive, but those expenses that we typically get to write off are actually mostly maintenance costs for, for running the place and keeping it at the same level it was at where it started the year. And you have, you have different types of income too. If you, if you have foreign investments, let's say, if you have investments outside of Canada and the US and they pay dividends. So what will happen is, Unfortunately, on the on the foreign dividends, you're not going to get your Canadian dividend tax credit because they won't do that. So they will not be treated as Canadian dividends. But what happens is, let's say it's in the U.S., the U.S. government will take back and they'll take dividend income on it. And by the time you get into Canada, you're going to get credit for the, the income you paid in the States. So it can range depending on where you're invested, but you're getting some credit for at least the amount of uh, tax that's been paid down there. You are getting credit for it. But you're paying it. <laughs> but then once it's in Canada, it's all treated as interest income. So it's taxed at the highest rate. Yeah. So you're not getting the dividend advantage. You're not getting the capital gain advantage unless, of course, you earned a capital gain. If you earned a capital gain in the U.S. or internationally, you get that's only taxed at half. And that's why dividends are more favorable on Canadian companies than they are on uh, U.S. or international companies when you live in Canada. So I think it's helpful to do a quick review of what we've learned so far. Let's start with the capital gain. We had $100,000 of income. We get to spend $73,400. That's pretty good. Yep. The government shared in our profit. We have to pay our fair share of taxes, but we were left with almost three quarters of that money. Dividend income. $100,000 of dividend income. What are we left with after tax, Mike? $60,600. So not quite as good as the 73000 that we were left with with capital gains, but it's still reasonably attractive. 
What about interest income? We had that $100,000 of income. You're going to have 46800 So about 47% left to spend. Now, it's not quite, you know, interest versus capital gain. It's not quite double, but there's a huge difference. So let's visualize it this way. Let's say you have $2 million, right? And you have your income come off it. Let's use a 5%. So you'll get $100,000 worth of income, right? And you have your three different types of income that come off it. You're going shopping for a car this year, and you're going to use your investment income to buy a car. So here's the choice of what you're going to get. If you invest into something with capital gains, you're going to have 73400 which will buy you, you know, a pretty reasonable... Top-end car in... Top-end, like a luxury vehicle, we'll a call A luxury it. vehicle. Right? If you had dividend income, you're going to be driving down. You're probably going to move from Lexus to Toyota. Yep. Right. So you're gonna, you're or, still, or you're gonna get the base model of the Lexus, maybe the base model. So you moved, you moved down a piece. So you probably went down to uh, the mid brands, and if you have interest income, you're at forty six thousand eight hundred. You're almost getting into a base vehicle at this point. And it's probably North American. Now, no slam against North American cars, but just have a look around, and you'll see what most people are driving, and it's not North American vehicles. So it's just a way to visualize what you're going to actually get from your investments depending on what type of uh, how you've uh, set them up from a tax point of view so in our planning with clients we spend a lot of time trying to get our clients capital gain income that's the primary objective secondary objective is dividend income and for the most part we try and avoid the interest income at all costs that brings us to the end of another week thank you for joining us if you're looking for a financial advisor, visit our website at tmfg.ca or call us at 905-771-5200. This episode has been brought to you by the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.